Early Maritimers embrace most Christmas traditions that we still enjoy today, except for the Christmas tree. This was perhaps in part due to Santa Claus narrowly escaping a very public and rather bizarre 1887 flaming Christmas tree incident in St. John. You're listening to Backyard History, the hidden stories that happen in your own backyard, the podcast version of the weekly history column running in newspapers across the Maritimes with your host and author, Andrew McLean. Many of New Brunswick's Christmas traditions date back to Victorian Britain. They're introduced first to Fredericton by British troops stationed in the city. The homesick soldiers brought over their old traditions and Fredericktonians wholeheartedly and enthusiastically embraced them. Fredericton, soon followed by the rest of New Brunswick, fell in love with the decorating, with the Christmas cards, with the pageants, the feasts, and with Charles Dickens' humanitarian ideals of Christmas being a time to care for children and for the least fortunate in our societies. Fredericton, though just a small town at the time and not a particularly wealthy one either, came together to put on special feasts and plays for Christmas. These fundraisers were for the benefit of the poor, for orphans, for unwed mothers, and for the disabled of their city. In New Brunswick, in the 1800s, Christmases were all about generously helping the needy. We would instantly recognize these early Christmases. There was caroling, big family dinners, baths and wreaths, there were pageants, and there was giving gifts. Notably, even back then, Christmas was commercialized, just like today. And in old newspapers, you can find Christmas ads starting from the beginning of November on. There was only one thing missing. Fredericktonians would not put up Christmas trees in their houses. This isn't to say that Fredericktonians had an irrational hatred for Christmas trees. There were Christmas trees in every church and school in New Brunswick's capital city. But Fredericktonians back then could not wrap their heads around the idea of bringing a tree in the house. The reason was pretty simple. Trees belonged outdoors. In early Fredericktonians' defense, Christmas trees traditionally weren't decorated until Christmas Eve, meaning that for much of December they just simply had a plain old tree sitting around inside their house. One of the first references we can find to a Christmas tree in Fredericton highlights how they were absent. In 1867, famous British author Juliana Horatia Ewing published a Christmas short story called Three Christmas Trees for her readers back in England. Its setting and characters were based on people and places she knew from Fredericton, where she was currently living with her husband, who was one of the commanders of the British garrison in the town. In her story, Christmas trees had never been heard of in the quaint colonial wintry town. The town's aging governor, who was known for throwing dreadfully dull parties, was a bachelor, and children confused and frightened him. That year, however, he had met an amiable and admired lady, 
and they got married. The lady threw a wonderful Christmas party at their mansion for all the town's children, giving each a miniature decorated Christmas tree to take home, introducing the idea of Christmas trees to the little town for the first time. The tale seems to have been wishful thinking on Juliana Horatia Ewing's part. In real life, New Brunswick's governor at the time was the somber, grizzled old war veteran, Charles Doyle. Unlike in Ewing's story, Doyle would never actually marry in real life, and his parties would continue to be legendarily boring. Also, it would have been very out of character for him to ever give little decorated trees to children who, it seemed quite possibly, actually did confuse and frighten him. Despite all of this, however, there was another very practical reason for Fredericton's suspicion of Christmas trees. They could actually be really dangerous. At the time, Christmas trees were lit with burning candles. Obviously, having several little open flames all over a dead tree inside of your house was a big fire risk. Christmas trees, therefore, were usually only ever lit for at most 10 minutes, typically on Christmas Eve, right before the children went to bed. During the tree lighting, adults waited nearby with buckets of water and sand in cases of a fire. And understandably, this might detract somewhat from the joyful festive Christmas mood. In fact, Santa Claus nearly met his end in St. John at the hands of a burning Christmas tree. Santa was at an event in West St. John's Fairville Methodist Church on December 28, 1887, giving out presents to a room full of children near a Christmas tree that was lit with candles. Suddenly, according to the St. John Globe newspaper, one burning ornamental candle caused quite a fire near the top of the tree and out of reach. Santa's quick-thinking assistant grabbed a long stick and hit the burning ornament off of the tree. This put out the Christmas tree fire, averting a potential catastrophe, but unfortunately, the still-burning ornament landed right at Santa's feet. According to the Globe, quote-unquote, Santa immediately proceeded to extinguish the flames by stamping on them, but in an instant, the flames had caught the corner of his long coat encircling it from the bottom, from edge to edge, and rapidly advancing upwards. The newspaper continued. He leaped from the platform and started to run down the aisle for the door, but had scarcely left the platform before his form was completely wrapped in flames, presenting a sight not soon to be forgotten by those who witnessed it. Completely engulfed in flames, Santa charged down the church's aisle as terrified children ran away screaming. He burst through the front doors, careening out onto the street, running down the road, tearing off parts of his heavy, flaming red suit, which luckily had only been loosely buttoned, throwing them into the snow as he went. Miraculously, with the exception of some light burns on his hand, Santa emerged unscathed. Inside the church, an announcement was made that Santa was okay. The announcement, the St. John Globe newspaper noted, 
failed to allay the excitement of the children. It would be decades after the Flaming Santa incident before Christmas trees were common inside of houses. By then the trees were lit not by burning candles, but by much safer electric lights. That was Backyard History with your host, Andrew McLean. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for another hidden story that happened in your own backyard. Backyard.